This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. <laughs> so I guess we'll speak about, um, we're trying to juggle different pieces. There's, there's, we're going to see a caver that's actually not related to the Machlokas of Rebbe and so on, and as the doors we show you. So it's somebody that really, in a sense, belongs to the other story we spoke about, the modern era, except that he obviously buried in Hamburg, lived in Hamburg, so we'll talk about him. His name was Rabbi Yitzhak Isaac Alevi. Um, he was born in Lita, he was a Litvisher. He um, ended up, he was hungry for a while, ended up in Germany. He learned in Volazhin by the base Alevi, and then he went on to Hungary, went on to, uh, and went on to uh, Germany. He was one of those people that fought the Haskala movement with their own weapons, so to speak. We spoke about Israel Hildesheimer, we spoke about Dovid Hoffman specifically. So Dovid Hoffman's works were to deal with the um, b- biblical criticism. That was his main focus. And his focus was on having a, um, showing you from the psukim themselves that, that the meaning works in tandem with Teresh Peh. Teresh Peh itself was a big issue in the sense of whereas reform and, and like them, all pushed back against Tereshe Bixav, and they said, they called the Vasa about Tereshe Bixav. The conservative movement, or, or what morphed into the conservative movement later, were people that had very positive feelings towards Tereshe Bixav, and very good feelings, but Tereshe Balpeh was the problem. In other words, anything in Tereshe Balpeh was made up by the rabbis, and of course, in their time, they were right, and later on today, we have to see it differently. In other words, it doesn't make a difference if you, un- it, wherever you make a hole on a boat, it sinks, whether you make it in the front <laughs> or the back. So if you say Tereshav Ksav doesn't exist, no Tereshav. If you say Tereshav exists, but the rabbis are the ones who decided which uh, halacha should be, then, then, and we can understand what's right for our generation. They said not to make a fire on Shabbos, but driving on Shabbos is okay because it's bringing a better shul, keeping the communities together, perpetuating the Jewish people, uh, name, name the reason. And, and, and that was where they, sh- and, and it was like a double pashit that it was made up as on so forth. Rebisek Isaac Halevi wrote a work um, knocking everything they wrote. <coughs> it's an incredibly complex work. It's, it's brilliant. It's called Doros HaRishonim. And it, he has, he takes on all the issues from Bayes Sheni, the end of Bayes Sheni, through the transition, Mishnah and Gemara, and, and, and I think one volume on, on the Gonim or something. That, that's basically it. There's a late, pos- late Sefer put out posthumously about on, on, on Torah, Shabbat Shav, but his main focus is that. You're struck by his brilliance, his sheer brilliance in, <coughs> he doesn't have Bikias, it flows from him. 
like he'll, he'll quote a historian, he'll quote Gretz, and say, this mission couldn't be possible, this Gemara would, wouldn't work out, this, this, they can't be because this, this can't be that, that. It's two things. First of all, the sheer volume of things at his fingertip. This was pre-artificial intelligence and pre-databases. It, 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 it's just an incredible safer. His, and, and I remember one thing that stunned me was, I was learning Zvachim at the time when someone introduced me to a safer of his. I open up, and it brings a riot from a Mishnah Zvachim that I was learning. In a hundred years, I never could have bought a riot. And the reason is, there's an old um, psychological trick. It goes like this. It, 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 listen carefully. This bus came to this bus stop. Six people got on. Next bus stop, two people got off. Next bus stop, nine people got on. Next bus is that. Then about 10 steps later, you say to the person, so how many times did the bus stop? And, and people are startled because you're busy focusing on the people. And the same thing is true. We learn a Mishnah. We, we learn what it says in the Mishnah. And he was able, I don't know if it's his recall or that's the way he looked at it. He was able to, to snap Rias. He's quoting him and saying this happened. So the only time this could happen is that. And if he quoted him, this must be before that. It, it, it really incredible. Um, his firm are, and he knew Greek. He, he has Josephus, the original. And he, he works Josephus like somebody like, 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 like he would work a tyra. He, he shows you like, so Josephus writes this and this. Is, is, he, is, he, is, is he believed or not? Well, in another place he says differently, in another place like this, obviously this was written when he was with the Romans, he was catering for them. This was written before, this seems to be believable. His, his Bikias, his, it's not just the Bikias, it's mind-boggling the way he's able to, to, to bring things together and, 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 to, and to bring riots and proofs from places no one could bring. Really incredible person. Um, he, academically, people are in awe of it. He is, he, 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 he says things sometimes like, Lamashal, his shita about Limudim are that all of the drushes and the Gemaras are just asmachta ba'alma. There was a Masoris and every single Allah and just a smacht of Alma. Now, he brings a riot that's incredible. Simon says he can't be. The whole, the whole Gemara, all the, all the Gemara can't all be just a smachtis. So he said, okay. Mesech the Shabbos, there's a period of Akiva. It deals with Tumas Akum. How do you know Tumas Akum? And it's two blood of, of Limudim. Tumas Akum is Rabbonin, 100% clear. No, no one, Tumas Avazar. No one, no one has any, that's Pashit. So you see the Gemara spent two blood on what's obviously in Asmachta. It's an extreme shita. In ter- what? Sometimes it's, it's so he, he has. What I'm saying, his point was, it's a very extreme shita, and that so so it, a lot of it in the big picture people didn't subscribe to. One, two, he also is extremely sharp and critical of other people, um, it, it, mostly the non from historians, but he can sometimes say it about someone also really sharp in ways that irked people. Obviously, if you were the one on the receiving line, it wasn't pleasant. So, so in that way, um, now, today, his works are very difficult. You, you need patience. You need to sit down. And it, also, it's not in order. He publishes firm in the, in the order with which he felt were most important. Um, it's hard also. He, he's not presenting a history. He's dealing with 
nekudos, with, with things. So-and-so wrote this and this, um, and he based it on this and this. And, you know, well, if you would have learned the Gemara they would have seen this is true. We would have learned the Gemara they would have seen that's true. Josephus stuff writes in one place this way, and the other place this way. Obviously, this is the party line, and this is what he really thought, and so on and on and on and on. It, it, it flows. It's not, it's not easy to cap it. Somebody rearranged it. He put out two volumes. I, I, don't, I forgot the, now what the, what the name of the, um, what the name of the person, um, what the name of the safer is. It's two volumes where he tried to make a history out of it. But 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 his it's mind-boggling. He he towers above anyone who wrote about it. You, you see, he lives every single letter in in, in Tarshavalpeh. He was also politically very involved, involved in good and other enterprises, trying to organize things. And I'm, I have here a letter. They have this, they put out his letters. The letters also very sharp and very um, very blunt. But this is an, a fascinating letter, and I, I thought I'd share it. It's on page twenty-three. Now. This is written to Herrn Jakob Rosenheim, who was the um, C- CEO of Aguda. I don't know what else to call it. I don't know what they called it in those days. He was the, the, the Shevrosh. He was a German Yid who was a Eurasian Mayim and accepted but trusted by everyone. And uh, he was a, a Demos, Rev Rosenheim. And anyone who dealt with Aguda stuff, this is so he, he, he wrote a letter to him. Now, Obviously, from the context of the letter, um, Rev. Rosenheim wanted Rev. Chaim Briska on board. Now, Aguda tried to unite all big Rabbanim. Obviously, uh, this is it's like squaring the circle or making a circle out of a square. We all know it's impossible, but he tried. And he wanted the Lubavitch Rebbe, the Rashab. He wanted Rev. Chaim Briska, most important, to be on it. Chaim Briska, did not, was not on it. He was sympathetic to Rabbanim, and he was a close chava of Rabbi Sazia Levi. Rabbi Sazia Levi had learned by Rabbi Salevi in Belashen, and Rabbi Chaim Briska was a close chava of his. So this is the letter, Herr Jakob Rosenheim. This was written in Tafresh Samartes, which is 1909. I saw, I saw from your letter um, on February 23rd that ki arabi that in order, you write me about this, that in order for the Briskarov to, um, to, to Briskarov means Rebchaim Briskar in, in, in his language, in order for him to come with us, there are no Rabbanim big enough to force him to do it. So that's not going to work. And so Marx was a big veer in Kennysburg. I, I don't know who he was exactly. I wish I knew. But um, whatever it was, it seemed to have been big and influential and, and, and important. In, in, thank, thank you very much. It, and important in... Uh, it's not that boring to ship. And maybe he said he'll be able to do something. So he said, "Yerli rak zoyis kimaylas kavodim yodos rov." So he says, "Vim loytel teiras tel dula." So maybe we can't get any rabbinic pressure on him, but wealthy people's pressure would 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 work wonders. He he said, "Let's get." Reb Rosheim said to him, "Let's get some wealthy people. They should put pressure on the pine on the pine risk." One second. Listen, this yeah. The Kolat Varim Yaroli Rak Zeis. 
Um, all that you wrote shows me one thing. Kimailas kvoidam yedu es roiv rabani Russia. You know many of the Russian rabbanim. Avoloyas yechidah eskulab emem, but not the greatest of them. Harav mi brisk enloy berlomikim teirah. Reb Chaim Briska has only Torah in his world. Ugdulas gevirim gamel yonerim kerotchil lo tucha lifalova filakutzas hayud. And big millionaires, even That's like great. Rothschild, could not possibly influence him one drop. Great. This is this is as uh, this is not somebody writing a biography of Chaim. This is this is a live letter from someone who was close to Chaim and was sharp and critical to to Rev Rosenheim. The difficulty with the bris, with the brisker of Rabbi It's not because it's difficult, like he's a hard person, you can't push him. He is someone who is the pachat of doing something wrong, of deciding something where, where he's not a thousand percent sure. That aim of years on top of him. Even Paschal Prakashaitis, he now misrachik v'yor legeshes. He's scared, and, and 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 he used to have. He had Reb Zalgriga, who was his paisik. He did not want to Paschal because he was scared of of Paschalik. V'letzad sad gol b'yoni aklal yikshol love, and to do to do to take some big undertaking on a klal level is very difficult. Lefishu yore ule yekalkel v'lein daite machras. He's scared of a maybe ruining something, maybe he's going to make a mistake, and maybe he doesn't have the right shikla das. Um, if it would be just a question of pushing him, everyone knows we're like two brothers. And I helped him when he was Rosh Hashiv and Voloshin. And he stayed in my house many times. But knowing him, like a Safter Klal I did not write him at all. I um, I, I turned to Chaim and pushed him to do what he can. And and I wanted Lipschitz today, I don't know who that is. And, and, and so on. Then he says, he, even the people he said involved are very, it's very political, it's hard to do anything. Harabi Milabavich Yoda Saraf Mibrisk, Rakim Piyashmur, Bernalor Oisoy. Dobavich Rebbe knows the Brisk, now they were the two big Dolem that did not sign off on a good day. He said they, they know each other only Mipiyashmur, never saw each other. Fine. Um, that's a piece that I wanted to share. It's an incredible piece. It's, it's an incredible piece about Reb Chaim. And, and, and it's an understanding. And, and, I, and again, let's, I, 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 want to, I, I want to understand that the Emmas comes out from two perspectives. You needed someone like Reb Chaim Briska, who stood Fachat and said, how can I do something like that? Who knows what will come out from it? And someone like Reb Chaim who said, yes, but we have to go ahead. A good is a good because not the people, not only the people that made it, but the people said, do you realize what's happening? Understanding the two sides.
I'll say of another story that I think is, is apropos to this idea. Because again, people always are, are caught up with, so was he right or was he right? History proved him, history proved him. History proved the two together. Um, they, there was somebody who needed a visa to escape from Europe to get to Israel. And the briskerov spoke to somebody from one of the heads of Mizrahi. This person was a Rav, a Hashra person, a good person, Mizrahi. And the Rav went to him. The Biskarov went to him or called him and spoke to him about getting a visa for this particular very important person, very important thing. As, as, we've got, as this, this head of Mizrahi, one of the heads of Mizrahi, began to, you know, as the conversation went on, two things came out. Briskorov wasn't looking at him. And the Briskorov's point was that if he has a chance at a Chelek Noam Haba, this is it. So it, it, it wasn't politically correct, and he was a bit upset. And he went to Reb Chaim to complain about it. Um, Reb Chaim was very sympathetic to him. Reb Chaim like I said before, he was a Bur in Bella, and he was able to Ishtafi Rucho. And he complained. And Reb Chaim told him, you know, we have one Amud of Emes left in Kalei Yisrael. Do you want to shake that also? In other words, somebody has to... Life is about compromises, but compromises are only possible when there's a yardstick that says, you're veering. If I know that I'm veering, is good as long as the person realizes he's being Meshaneh. Once that becomes the lechatchila, then 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 and it's a problem. It's it's people lying is a problem, but when you start believing your lies, then then, then you've really destroyed yourself. So so Klal Yisrael's Hanhaga has had always people that stood on the kutzah yud, and people that said, okay, this is this is the lechatchila, but we'll have a situation. So so seeing something like this is incredible. Chaimoyza is working hard to get a good together. Reb Chaim is, is, is the era. We need both of them. They both, they both are there, and the two together is, is what makes things um, MS and good. Yeah, he's scared to pass. I mean, I, I'm saying this is kosher. Who knows? That's Yira Ira. That means that. There's a God's way of passing. There's a God to say, I'm going to be mad to something, trade. So. So that's why he had a dying. Rabbi was known for his but, but And Reb Chaim worked with him. And Reb Chaim told, he once sent a shayla to, to, to Rabbi and he said, please send me a tshuva without any of the reasons. Because I trust, <laughs> I trust, I, I trust, trust psak. but the minute you give me a reason, I'm going to slug up the reason. And, and that was, that was the, 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 the way in which, in, in which they were. It, it's... It's there's a person who's this, a person that. It's a. Uh, is that why your client was against the Buddha? Because his, his perspective is your client was afraid he didn't want to kill whatever. It's also possible. It was afraid because of the problems. It could also be he was against the Buddha. It wasn't. The question was to. It, 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 there wasn't even a clear program. The program was we're under attack, we're disintegrating. The front people, we need to make a united front. It's semi positive. But Rabbi Chaim Briske had every thought. What could be if this? What could be this? What happened if this? What happened that? What happened the other thing? There are always dangers when you put all the eggs in one basket. So, so do you do you want to do it or not? There's, there was a there was there was another institution in a similar way. They had between the wars 
the yeshivas each went collecting. You know, like always, each yeshiva collected, and each it was difficult. They were sort of at at loggerheads with each other, and and so on. So somebody suggested let's make one central organization and we'll collect centrally. That was Vada Yeshivas. It existed. And the Chavetz Chaim wasn't happy with it and he gave a marshal. He said, electric light is much, much better than kerosene lamps. It's cleaner, it's more efficient, it, it's this, it's that, it doesn't have the fire hazards, all of that. But there's one problem. When power goes in the central generating plant, no one has light. Actually. Kerosene, if he ran out of kerosene, he has kerosene or he has kerosene. He said putting all the eggs in one basket carries an inherent risk to it. So, so um, Chaim had a thousand one shushes. Now, some people, briskers will say they all came true. That's, uh, that'll be a brisk approach to it. But the tachlis, the point was, so, so if, let's say, Let's say the majority is a sheet that he doesn't that he folds is wrong. So you've taken the whole ship and moved it off. It's not a Sanhedrin. They don't have a halacha that they can pass him. I, you know, so you had a hundred one shashes. Okay, so, so, so some of the chassidim were the Hungarians were, were were opposed again because they felt that it might be soft. They, they didn't know what's going to be your stand on certain issues to to to, to create. To take the power of acting out of your hands, of someone else's hands, is a big move. So Ger was, it was because Ger was in it, and Ger had so many that, that it that it had traction. In the and Chassidim. by the way, is he the one that formulated the whole, the Kufas, you know, when the Chassidim was at Tamil, and the Oedim, that was his... It, the, the terms were around way before him, but but he, 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 he spoke about a lot of the things and so on. He, um, I had, I had actually, photocopied a part of it, but I, I don't think it, I, I gave it to you in the end. It was just very long and complex, um, but, but you get a sense of his writings. It, you, can, you can download it today off uh, even HebrewBooks.org. It's, a, it's, not a, it's not a popular work. It's a very important work, but uh, it's, I it, it mean, he it, it speaks about a lot, a lot of things, and it was, it was a going on. It was incredible. Just, just the, um, the, the way he had everything on his fingertips and the way he could just summon stuff and so on. So, I, I mean, what? So, so this is this you talking the other side of the the other side of the thing? But one, one of the things the marshal, this was something that he wrote and others wrote. Um, there's something called missionary. You say that Mishnah, Mishnah say that Mishnah. In other words, if you learn Mishnayas, you see Mishnayas are built up in layers. That's that's everyone sees. You know, you'll have a star Mishnah, and then it'll say, Obem is someone, this and this. Mishnah Kodesh said this and this. Rabbeinu Kodesh did not write Mishnayis from the beginning. He didn't start Mishnayis like from Alephites. <coughs> what he did was, he, um, he took the Mishnayis that were around, he took the, the different, the different Mishnayis, the Mishnayis that people had, he, he um, edited which ones he felt were right or wrong, and he added to those Mishnahis that he felt have a later machlokis or need something. So there's something called the Soda Mishnah, which is, or Mishnah Mishnah, like the, the Mishnahis is Mishnah Shainah Amrav or Mishnah Chainah. So to try to understand in each Mish, in the Mishnahis which was the fundamental Mishnahis, which was added later, so he, he, does a, he, he writes about that. This, this, was, this is what the topics that they dealt with. 
So okay, so so. Uh, I'm not saying that could be the personality for is a good thing. So we have we have a mumchan OCD here, who's been agonizing this question for many many decades, and he's still agonizing. So he has OCD about OCD. So, uh, so uh, I did hear. Like for example, there's a Rebbe who dominates Abdul Tuesday. I, I, uh, I'll, I'll let, let me let me share a mice about the Briskorov that I think really speaks. To, to what those meters are. I've used it many times, I've said it over. During World War II, the, the Germans were bombing Warsaw. Gratuitously, the houses, the people, they were conquering Poland. It wasn't, it was nothing, it wasn't about the Jews especially, it was everybody, killing just people and so on. And there was a big question, should people stay in the houses, which afforded a modicum of, of protection? But on the other hand, the Germans bombed houses. You could go out into the fields, Nobody was targeting fields, but there was no protection. If a bomb fell, then you were gone. What should you do? So the Briskorov agonized over it and agonized and agonized and agonized. And he said, I have no achror, sheval taisadif. They started bombing and everybody was jittery and the Briskorov was calm as a cucumber. And someone told him, I, I don't get it. And you were the most nervous person yesterday, and today you're just... He said, as long as I have an achrayas to make a decision, there's no limit to how, how far I have to um, think it over. He said, today, I have no decisions to make. It's Biyad Hashem, Biyad Hashem, whatever Hashem wants. The minute I don't have an obligation to decide, then I'm good. You know, that distinction between... There's a similar story about the Briskorov, written by Lawrence. There was one, there was one sukkis, it was Shemitah, and he wanted an esrik that was from Morocco. Because Kids at that time, the, 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 um, Israel was very, very, um, very upset with bringing anything from Morocco, and, and especially for the Haredim, and the Minister of Agriculture said, a ship came, with Asoygim, and he said, it'll sit in the port. It's it, 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 much a similar story, they can unload as many Asoygim as they want. Right? No Asoygim. Right? Rishis. It was, some called Sienna, some called Rishis. Michael, I couldn't resist that. Ich bin so jetzt Sienna. <laughs> Sorry, no, but that, that will be that will be in, 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 the, in the in the premium files that you have to pay. <laughs> I'll send it to your brother. <laughs> so 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 the Rav Bikitsa he called Lawrence Leman Hashem Leman Hashem. He has to do any he, he, he badgered him. He called him and said this that no. First day Chalamoyit so the rice is gone, but at least maybe Rabbanon or some sheet to Yishlaim badgered him all Chalamoyit every day. Finally, Shaina Rabba. And finally, the last appeal, the minister said, Loi. He said he didn't know how he could face the Briskorov. He called him up, or he just went in. Briskorov was calm. And he had the same question. Briskorov said, as long as I have a chiyuv, 
there's no limit to how far I have to go to do what I can. When there's no chiv, then it's not my business. Now it's Hashem's business. I was no sorry, no sorry. But, but that shikol between, I always tell people, that's, that's bitoch, that seems to be bitoch and shtadlos. I, I need to ask myself, is this a time for shtadlos or time for bitoch? I'll add a story about somebody else. I, I always have problems. I, I think about the bitoch and shtadlos. Chaim Friedlander was Mashkir in Panovich, big Talmud of Desla, unfortunately died young, I think it was late 50s. He had a brain tumor. It was operated in Boston, so they took him to Boston operated. It worked for a and a half, two years. It regrew again, and they said they'll go to Boston again. He said no. And they asked him, why? You agreed to it last time, but you didn't agree now. He said, last time, there was a rational reason why Boston would be better. So you have to do what you have to do, whatever, whatever. Now he said, there's no rational reason. Boston doesn't even give you hope. It's just like, you're desperate. You have to do anything, something. That's a lack of bitachon. So if there's ishtadlus that makes sense, it's rational. So, so unless a person is on a Nevada, a, a person has to do what he has to do. But when you do things, when you're just thrashing about, and you're doing it not out of uh, seichel, that's a chisar of bitachon. That was the way he... They were very. Everyone held of him. They held of him. They they held of him because he, a he, he was a great alum. They knew him from Volashen. They they, they 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 knew each other from Volashen. And Sir Chaim Meizer was very. They would he his his approach was again to make organization to organize Mukhulu. Reb Chaim respected him tremendously. Like he writes, he stayed by him. He just respected him. But 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 uh, Chaim was a different of a different cut. But they held of him. He also has a lot of Rav Cook. It's very interesting. They both said there's a letter between the two. Um, I, I forget they've printed letters of Gdolim to Rav Cook. Somebody a, a, long, a long time ago, and they both agreed that they need to add something to yeshivas. Rav Cook said they need to add. It is it's machshava. I don't remember exactly what lash they used for it. And he said, no, history is important to add. So everyone had their own... Uh, there's a letter. There's a letter between him and, and, and Rav Cook. What? After Velazhny went to Hungary. I don't know exactly. I don't know. Um, you can probably look it up. It's, it's, I, I didn't, the Hungarian names don't strike a bell. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, but he himself was born in Litty. He was What? <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the impact of the Sefer? His target audience was us? Was it the So I'll tell you, it was like, like Rav Hildensheim and so on, for many people, was comforting. It, it's, it, it, very few people have the patience to go through um, Rav Hildensheim's material, and, and especially someone who would know the other. But for a lot of people, the feeling was, if you looked at it a little bit, here is somebody who took them on on their terms, and we know that the, we know that it can be they can be taken on their terms, and he's you know and and, and it, it, you feel comfortable that someone's able. To, it's like when you have a problem of evolution, somebody who's a big biologist will produce a work. Even don't read it, you just feel okay. Someone did it, and it's possible on their terms to explain it or to deal with it. I think for a lot of people that was a comforting factor. I don't know how many people actually 
went through it and, and, and were, were, were misamic and compared. It, it's it's nitty gritty. It's a lot of stuff. And you have to know. Uh, what? You went to Freshburg. Freshburg. Yeah. He wasn't she wasn't she? At that time. I know, I know, but but what, what was he doing in Freshburg? He actually has he has children. He has like this. He has he had a grandson in Bnei Halevi, who was the head of the Talmud Torah. is is um, of. of I think it was the Tashbar, I think it was the Chaznish, the, the he, Halevi was the head of it. Um, and he also, they put out from him, he wrote on Sveikis, a, a very long to say, like a Shmaitz, he wrote called Batim Labadim. And uh, that was the, um, that was the Sefer that he, that he put out on, uh, I, 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 I assume it's like, Bottom of the come from, say, I don't know exactly, I, I don't know, but, but it's a safer, it's a, it's a, it's a very lomdisha safer on Sveikis and stuff like that. Um, okay. No, it's not, it's not the it doesn't, doesn't make sense in, in, in it, it could, it could be, it's a son of, it could be, it's a son of his, because Revolutions had <coughs> children who were big, Askanim. Um, my father, Remembers one of them, who was an extremely strong asking doer, you know, macher. So it could very well be it's that lifshit. No idea. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah.